Why don't you stand to your feet this morning, the Gospel of John chapter 11. The Gospel of John chapter 11. We're going to make sure that the blood stays flowing this morning. And so we're getting you to stand one more time because I know how it is. We're getting close to lunchtime, so we're starting to look at our clocks. And it's like, oh boy, we're, we're going almost to an hour already. Uh, so John chapter 11, verses 1 through 44. You're also going to get your Bible reading in. And so we're going to help you with that this morning. John 11, 1 through 44. I'm going to be reading it from the New Living Translation. It is going to be up on the screens for you. And so beginning at verse 1, the Bible says, A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. And this uh, is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother, Lazarus, was sick. The Bible wants to make sure you got that. And so the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not lead or end in death. And no, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. And finally, he said to his disciples, let's go, back to, let's go back to Judea. But his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judea were actually trying to stone you. Are you going there again? And Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight every day. And during the day, people can walk safely and they can see because they have the light of this world. But at night, there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. And then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, <laughs> if he's sleeping, he will soon get better. And they thought Jesus meant that Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant that Lazarus had died. And so he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. What a strange sounding thing to say. I'm glad I wasn't there, for now you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go too and die with Jesus. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he, told, he was told that Lazarus had already been in the grave for how many days? Four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. And when Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had only been there, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said he, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. And Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me, even after dying, anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. My bad. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? 
Yes, Lord, she told him. I've always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who came into the world from God. And then she returned to Mary, and she called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, the teacher is here and wants to see you. Verse 29. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha uh, went to meet him. And, And when the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leaving so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. And so what did they do? They followed her there. And when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she did what? She fell at his feet. She fell at his feet. And said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. And when Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him. And he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come see. Then Jesus did what? He wept. The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him. But some said, This man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb, a cave with with a stone rolled across the entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he's been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe. And so they rolled the stone aside, and Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for their sake, for the sake of all these people standing here, so they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted the famous words, Lazarus, come out! And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, the teacher who is here this morning. Teach us, encourage us, challenge us. In Jesus' name, God's people said, amen. You may be seated. All right, blood's flowing. Everybody's awake. Let's go. And so, ladies, when was the last time you got a really good foot massage? I mean a really good one. Well, listen, if it's been a while, I'm going to help you out a little bit. I'm going to hook you up this morning. Listen, in the past couple weeks, I've learned more about feet than I ever, ever wanted to know in my entire life. For instance, did you know that women are four times more likely to have problems with their feet than men are? And so, I mean, listen, that could be related to the fact that nine out of ten women wear shoes that are too small for them. And if you're one of those women, then you might actually be shopping at the wrong time of day. What? Yes, apparently the best time to buy shoes is in the afternoon because that's when your feet are the most swollen from walking around all day long. Listen, even if you do wear the right size shoes, your feet are still likely to be sore at the end of the day because women are typically on the go more than men are, and the average woman will actually walk three more miles than the average man. So there you go, ladies. Just remind your husband of those little facts, 
And, and I practically handed you a, a free foot massage this morning. Listen, if any woman in the New Testament knew about sore feet, it had to be Martha. See, Martha was always on the go. Last week, we, we met Mary and Martha, who had opened up their home to the Savior of the world, Jesus, and, and he was there with his hungry 12 disciples who came with him. And, and so while Martha had been on her feet all day long, worried and upset about all of the preparations that had to be made, Mary found herself kneeling at the feet of Jesus, savoring his word. See, at his feet, Mary had discovered the one thing that mattered the most in all of life, knowing and developing an intimate fellowship with Jesus was the best thing. And if you remember, I said, sometimes you have to say no to good things to say yes to the best things. Well, listen, today we're going to follow Mary to the feet of Jesus one more time, and only this time she isn't uh, there savoring his word. Instead, she's at his feet sharing her woes. See, Jesus was across the, the Jordan River where John had been baptizing in the early days, and when he receives word that his friend Lazarus, Mary and Martha's brother, was very ill. The Bible says in John 11, 6 and 7, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And yet, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, what did he do? He stayed where he was two more days. And then he, and then he said to his disciples later, let's go back to Judea. And so after two days and, and 20 miles uphill on foot over rocky terrain in the sweltering heat, Jesus and his followers arrive just outside of Bethany. And before they even reach the city, they can hear flutes and, and the sounds of psalms pouring out from the brokenhearted, grieving people. And, and so Jesus apparently was too late. See, Lazarus had already died and the mourners uh, were straining their voices and then they had tear-stained faces and every, everyone was dotted with ash and dust from head to toe. It was sobering to say the least. Now, Martha was the first one to greet Jesus. She heard that, she was, that he was coming and so she went out to meet him. She was ever the hostess, always on her game. See, Martha was the strong one. Martha handled all of the funeral arrangements. Martha had selected all of the flowers. Martha picked the plot. She contacted the local rabbi. She hardly had time to grieve herself. See, it doesn't quite seem real to her or that it's even over just yet, and, and she's right. Then out comes Mary. The Bible says in verse 32, when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, what? Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. Listen, our hearts go out to Mary, don't they? I mean, Mary knew, uh, knew right where she wanted to be during her time of tragedy, and it's the same place that God wants you and I to be in personal times of sorrow and grief, Mary found herself at the feet of Jesus. Listen, we learned last week that amazing things happen at the feet of Jesus, don't they? 
I mean, before Mary could discover the, the power and the compassion of Christ, she first had to, to discover, number one, the pain of calamity. Anybody ever experienced personal pain? And you don't have to answer if you don't feel it, but I know that a lot of us have experienced pain in life. See, for Mary, her brother was dead. Her brother who she grew up with, her brother who she had celebrated holidays with and birthdays with, and her brother who she loved so dearly and so much was dead. So never again would she see his crooked smile and never again would she, would, would she hear his laughter uh, which used to echo down the cobbled halls of their stonewalled home. Never again would she get to tell him to get his dirty feet off of Martha's coffee table before she caught him. Mary was in pain. Uh, that's an understatement, actually. She was in agony. She was falling apart. And what was it that she said when she fell at the feet of Christ? Again, verse 32, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. See, uh, oddly enough, as different as these two sisters were, Martha and Mary, the, the same exact words came out of their mouths at two different times. Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. And then there were the muttered comments and hushed whispers of the family and friends, right? And in verse 37, this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? I wonder if those words affected Jesus. Like, like, did they cut him to the core like a, like a knife piercing his soul? I mean, he chose not to be there. The scripture even says that he received word about Lazarus and then intentionally waited two more days before leaving for Bethany. Now listen, to, to be fair, Jesus waited two days and, and then he had a two-day trip. But when he arrived, Lazarus had already been dead for four days, which means that Lazarus was already dead by the time Jesus got the word that he was sick. But still, Jesus knows the beginning from the end, doesn't he? He could have been on time. He could have been there before that happened. And yet he chose not to. He arrived too late, or did he? Listen, everybody is asking, where were you? Why weren't you here? Why didn't you do anything? How could you have let this happen? Have you ever looked up to heaven and asked a similar question? I mean, there's so much calamity. There's a catastrophe all around us and chaos all around the world and bad things happen to good people all the time like the innocent children that, were just, got, that just got shot this past week. Good, bad things happen to good people. Bad things happen to us. Have you ever felt like God has forgotten you? Like maybe you're dealing with the death of someone you love or, or some other tragedy that has taken you by surprise and... You may have lost a job or over something that wasn't your fault or, and now you're the one suffering over it. Or maybe you've been praying and praying and praying for God to work a miracle in your marriage, uh, but it just doesn't seem to get any better. Maybe you struggle hard and nobody knows this, but you struggle hard with an addiction or, or, or alcohol or pornography and you keep asking God to set you free but your prayers don't seem to get, be getting past the ceiling. 
I mean, you're doing your best to, to make yourself believe that God has some kind of purpose in all of this, but in your heart of hearts, you're wondering, where is God when I need him the most? Why hasn't he shown up yet? Doesn't he care what I'm going through? Listen, God's apparent absence is always amplified by the pain of calamity. And, and some of you know that from experience. Uh, I want to assure you this morning that God has not forgotten you. God has not forgotten you. In fact, he loves you unconditionally. And he does have a purpose in your pain. See, it may not seem like God, it may seem like God didn't show up on time and you may be thinking like, Mary, Lord, if you had only been here. But listen, God always works things out in his own time and in his own way and for the greater good. And it's not on my time and it's not on your time, but it's in his time. So God's never really late, is he? He's never running behind. In fact, he always shows up at the right time. Listen, that's essentially what Jesus told his disciples before leaving for Bethany. Jesus told them, Lazarus is dead, and for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now, you will really believe. Another translation says, for, uh, for now, your faith will really grow. See, God hasn't forgotten you. Even through the pain of calamity, Jesus is working in your life to develop your faith and, and hoping that you, like Mary, will discover, number two, the place of comfort. The place of comfort, number two. See, curled up at, at the feet of Jesus, fresh tears falling on his sandals. Mary had discovered the place of comfort. It's interesting that when practical-minded Martha went out to meet Jesus, nobody budged. All the friends and, and family, they just stayed behind at the house with Mary. And, but, but when sorrowing, sobbing, Mary scrambled to her feet and ran out the door, everybody followed. The Bible says in verse 31, when the Jews who had been with Mary in the house uh, uh, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn some more there. Mary was a mess. Have you ever felt like you were a mess? See, for four days, she had probably gone back and forth between the house and her brother's tomb, between the house and her brother's tomb, dozens of times, always seeking comfort, but never finding it. This time, however, she wasn't going to the tomb. She was going to meet with Jesus. See, Mary knew that at the feet of Jesus, she would find comfort and compassion. And she was right in verse 33, when Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him and he was deeply troubled. And then in verse 35, Jesus wept. So yes, Jesus felt her pain. He wept with her. If you don't know, there's comfort at the feet of Jesus. And listen, the most powerful comfort that you can actually give someone wrestling with the agony of death and divorce and disease or any other kind of distress is compassion. 
See, there's a, there's a story about a little girl who, who came home late from school one day and she was about 15 minutes late getting home and her mother was actually worried sick. And when her mother asked her why she was late, she explained that it was a show-and-tell day at the school and her best friend Jamie had brought this very special china doll that her grandmother had actually given her. And when the two girls were walking home, a couple of boys started teasing them and being mean. And one of them actually made Jamie drop her china doll and it broke all over the place on the sidewalk. And so the little girl said to her mother, I stayed to help Jamie. Well, that's sweet that you stayed to help Jamie fix her doll, the mom said. But the little girl quickly interrupted, no, mommy, I just sat down and helped her cry. Have you ever been in a place of pain where you just needed a, an, an ear to hear and someone to maybe cry with you. Because that's what Jesus did for Mary. See, listen, we live in a world of hurting people. Americans buy over 3 billion Tylenol each year to deal with some of it. But Jesus knows every headache. And with almost a million divorces in the United States, He knows every heartache. In fact, He knows and He cares and He wants to comfort. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4 says, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all, say all, in all of our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves receive from God. So listen, whatever trouble, whatever trial, Whatever turmoil you're facing, there is comfort at the feet of Jesus. Go to his feet. Fall at his feet in prayer. Lay your burdens down at his feet. Listen, while you're there, keep in mind that amazing things happen at the feet of Jesus. See, at his feet, Mary experienced the pain of calamity, and she discovered a place of comfort. But most importantly, she witnessed the power of Christ. The power of Christ. See, after taking time to weep with Mary, the Bible says that Jesus came to the tomb where Lazarus was buried. See, it was a cave with a, a stone laid across the entrance, just like the tomb that Jesus would uh, soon occupy. And, and standing before the tomb with an air of authority swirling around him as Jesus commanded them to roll the stone aside, but Martha protested, Lord, it's, he's been dead for four days. The smell is going to be terrible. She had no idea what Jesus was about to do. She should have. I mean, Jesus told her in verse 23, your brother will rise again. But Martha thought that Jesus was talking about the future resurrection at his second coming. But Jesus had something much more immediate in mind. The Bible says in verses 43 and 44, then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a head cloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. Do you know? Why Jesus specifically named Lazarus when he called out in a loud voice? It's been said that if Jesus had said, come out, just come out, every single tomb in that graveyard 
would be empty. See, that's the power of Christ. It's the power of his word. It's the power of the resurrection. It's the power of his life. And at the feet of Jesus, you and I can experience that same power today. A few years ago, there was a, an item printed in Newsweek magazine. It was a letter uh, from the Greenville County, South Carolina Department of Social Services. And if you're like me, sometimes I go into this editorial mode where when people misspell things, I just my OCD acts up. And I'm like, how could you spell that? I mean, it's so clear. There's only three letters in that word. What is wrong with you? But if you're in that mode and you can relate to this, the, lex the letter actually said, to whom it may concern, your food stamp benefits will be stopped effective immediately because we have received notice that you passed away. You may reapply if there is a change in your circumstances. Who in the world are they writing to? I mean, except for Lazarus, there haven't been too many who have seen a change in, their circum in those circumstances. But for the follower of Jesus Christ, there will be a change in circumstance because of the power and the promise of Jesus. Worship team, come. Listen, if there was ever any doubt in Mar uh, about Martha's relationship with Jesus, this little exchange in verses 25 through 27 ought to clear it up. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I've always believed you're the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who's come into the world from God. And so Jesus has the power of resurrection and life. And he, in fact, he is the resurrection and the life. Jesus has the power to resurrect your marriage. He has the power to call your career out of the tomb. He has the power to breathe new life into your finances, into your family, into your faith. But most importantly, Jesus has the power to resurrect you. That's why Jesus arrived late on purpose to Lazarus's funeral to prove that he really does have the power to raise us up from the dead and to give us everlasting life. The question is, do you believe that? I mean, can you confess like Martha, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Well, listen, at the feet of Jesus, both Mary and Martha discovered, they discovered the pain of calamity, the place of comfort, and the power of Christ. Again, amazing things happen at the feet of Jesus. Would you stand to your feet? And so maybe you're experiencing your own personal pain of calamity today. I want to invite you to come to the feet of Jesus, fall at his feet in prayer, discover a place of comfort like Mary and Martha. In fact, share your woes with Jesus. Let him weep with you. But don't forget that when you spend time at his feet, you're going to witness and experience the power of Christ in your life. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for, for what you've done in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for different seasons. I pray, God, that you would speak to us this morning, that you would help us uh, with this reminder, Lord, that you are there, that you are here with us. 
that, Lord, there isn't a time when we call on your name that you don't answer or that you don't hear. But, Lord, it's your desire to, to cause us, so oh God, to come to a place where uh, we just, we deal, we, we, we confront uh, that calamity that we experience, that pain. And, Lord, that we, we uh, go to your feet, and, and at your feet we can experience your comfort, knowing, Lord, for ourselves that there's power in Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, touch every life, touch every heart. Help us again to look to you. In Jesus' name, God's people said, amen. Let's close out with worship.